How's it going, everyone? Welcome. This is the Charlie Chats Footy Podcast with me, Charlie Casson. Nice one for joining me again. It's Friday. It's the second of a double whammy of episodes this week. Thanks for all your kind words and comments on this week's first episode with Shoppe. It went down an absolute treat, so thank you. I just got to give a quick shout out to my boy D-Kid for becoming the fifth patron of the podcast. He's living life down on Bondi Beach right now in Australia, probably sinking a few tins with his feet in the sand as he listens to this, which makes me very happy. So Daniel, D-Kid, if you're listening, thank you very much, man. Much appreciated. This is episode nine. It's with Thomas Turgus. Thomas played the 13-year-old skinhead Sean in the award-winning film This Is England, written and directed by the absolute genius that is Shane Meadows. It's got to be one of, if not the best British independent film ever made. It's just unbelievable. It's sublime. If you haven't seen I can't believe there's people who haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, just watch it because it's fucking, it's unreal. Um, Tom then went on to reprise his role as Sean in the This Is England TV series 86, 88 and 90. He's a massive Grimsby Town fan. In this episode, we chat about Grimsby Town Football Club and how that helped create the special relationship with him and his dad that he had growing up, the special bond that brought them together, which is just beautiful and amazing that football can do that. We chat about his earliest football memories, we talk about Grimsby's big rivals, inflatable fishes, trips to Wembley, playing in Craig Disley's testimonial, being mistaken for Gary Monk on the back page of the Daily Mirror. And of course, I asked Tom which footballer he would love to play, which footballer's story he would love to portray on the big screen in a film about their life. If there's one thing you do today after you listen to this episode, please retweet it. Please put it on your story. Please share it on Facebook. It takes one second. I'd appreciate it so much. You don't know how many people it can reach. It's amazing. You could share it on your Facebook and then your old PE teachers, dads, sisters, brothers, boyfriends, dogs, son sees it and then it starts spreading like wildfire then. So um, yeah, I just need a bit of help from you lot to uh, give it a bit of a push. I'm absolutely loving doing this and I'm going to continue to do so for as long as I can. But that's the end of this introduction. This is episode nine of the Charlie Chats Footy Podcast with Mr. Thomas Turgus. Enjoy. Thomas Turgus, how's it going, mate? Bonjour. How are we? Nice brew, nice cup of tea. Mm. I was going to put it in my Grimsby Town mug, but it's been in my sink for a couple of days, unwashed. And in true fashion, I'm running. I was running late this morning, so I didn't have time to, I didn't have time to wash it. So I just had to stick to um, one of my little love art mugs. But I'm loving the t-shirt, mate. I'm loving the jersey. Got- to be fair, it's Grimsby colours. You got white, and you got a bit of black writing on the bottom. I've got black and white on, mate. So you know, I'm, I'm, the truth is, mate, it's none of them fit me anymore because I put those away on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a bit tight on me. Can you see it? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want my to nipples are coming out. Got it out of me already. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning. And what was it like um, growing up as a kid? Was football a big part of your life? Yeah, growing up was tough um, for me as a kid. Um, I mean, I lived with my mum, my my single mum, with my eldest brother Carl, um, and it was just us two. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time in 
in and around the rough areas of Grimsby. You know, we spent a lot of time on on the Nunstorpe and the, the Yarborough and um, and the Willers and things like that. Which you know, it's that these sort of places are places that I walk around nowadays, and I get the most nostalgic feel. Um, and I'm so grateful for the places that I lived as a kid. So I'd never in a million years have a bad word to say about these places because still to this day, I've got a lot of really, really good friends, you know, that, that, that live in and around these estates and they really are the salt of the earth. So for that, you know, it, it was probably the best upbringing I could have asked for. But, you know, we spent a lot of time walking around the streets as a kid, um, you know, getting into a bit of mischief here and then. Um, but mainly what we used to do is we used to play football all day. It's like, you know, whether it be we was kicking our football up against old man Brian on the corner's house or, you know, which much to his annoyance. Um, but, you know, it, it was all we ever did. We, it, it was just even at night time when it was dark. I remember we used to there was a big group of girls that we had and a big group of boys that used to hang around with each other all the time. One which I ended up marrying, um, which I'm still with now. Um <laughs> so there was sort of seven or eight girls, seven or eight boys. And, you know, we just used to, all the girls would be sitting there, you know, talking about whatever it is that girls talk about at that age. And, you know, we'd all just be kicking the football around, literally to, from, from morning until night. So I guess in that sense, it kind of like, and particularly as well for me, football. I mean, I played it a lot when I lived with my mum, but I, my mum my passed away when I was 13, um, four, 14. 13 or 14, um, and I, I, I used to play football a lot, but I went and I moved in with my dad, um, who I didn't really know that well. Um, you know, he was always my dad. I, I saw him sort of, you know, once or twice a year, which, you know, looking back at things isn't enough for as a kid. But I moved in with my dad, and I was scared because I didn't know anyone in the area that he moved into. Um, it was in a nicer area of town. I didn't really know my dad. I didn't really know my stepmom. Um, and very, very fortunately, I bumped into a big group of people, the, the, the girls and the boys that I'm talking about. And they just used to play football all day. And to be fair, they, were, they, they was never really in any trouble. All they used to do all day is play football. Um, uh, so, yeah, so it's kind of like it kept, us, it kept us out of the trouble that we might have been getting into if we wasn't playing football all day. So, yeah, I kind of guess that it sort of saved, saved us all in a way football um I never had time to play for a proper team as a kid because obviously I was away working a lot I started working when I was 14 at 13 so I never had time to play for a team so you know on a on a Sunday morning we used to love and I still do I still love going watching Sunday league now you know I've got a lot of mates who play it I've never played it but I love going down and watching Sunday league um you know it's yeah, it's quality. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an amazing TV series there somewhere in Sunday League, isn't there? Mm, Just yeah. you know, you know the characters that you see there on a Sunday morning. You know, you've got the lad who's so so good at football, but he's just pissed all the time and he turns up hungover and he can't be asked. Mm. And then you've got the manager who stood on the sideline having a piss. And then you've got all you know, you've, Keeper, you've got, keepers having a fag. You've got keepers having a fag. You've got people screaming at the ref. Um, you know, you've got the, you know, when you play the, the, the Nuns Fort Tavern on a Sunday morning, you know, they've got all their, all their ruffians that come along with a crate on a Sunday morning to watch it. <laughs> I, think, I, I think there's, um, I think there's some gold there somewhere in, in Sunday League. Maybe we should get, we should write something about that, me and you. Oh, mate, I'm on it. I think we should. So why Grimsby Town? Well, so I originally... 
going back to when I lived with my mum and my eldest brother, um, <clears throat> my eldest brother, Carl, he was always a Man United fan. So he always wore the Man United shirts. And so I was always like, oh, well, if Carl's a Man U fan, I'll be a Man U fan then. Yeah, I'm not. And this is before I really cared about football. You know, and this is when Ronaldo was bursting on the scene. And, you know, we was getting all the, you know, the sticker books and you get your shiny Ronaldos and you, you know, you've got all these great players, Rooney's coming through and, um, and, uh, and I thought I was a Man United fan. And, you know, I had a few of the shirts and things like that. And I think it's probably one of the first things that I did with with my money from This Is England when I was 14. It's probably went and bought the new Man United training kit. I remember, actually, I went to a, I went to a premiere in Bradford or, or a screening and a Q&A wearing a Man United shirt. There is a photo of it somewhere, which often much to my delight gets brought up in football debates um so i so i you know i i sort of i followed united a little bit when i was a kid but then so my mum passed away before this is england was released um so i went to move in with my dad um and one of the first things that my dad said to me um was one you're in at nine o'clock every night. You know, you're not getting away with all the shit that your mum let you get away with. Number two is them Man United shirts are going in the fucking bin. And number three, Grimsby Town play Morecambe on Saturday, three o'clock, we're going. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I'd never been to, a, I'd been to one football game. Um, it was a Man United game. Um, but again, I think that's more of a show. I think when you go to, you know, Old Trafford and the Etihad and, you know, um, Emirates and things like that, it's uh, to me personally, because I've got no real love for the clubs, I mean, as a neutral fan, it's sort of more of a show and an expl- a, a, a display of, you know, amazing football, which you would never see in League Two. But I remember walking into Bundle <clears throat> Park with my dad on this Saturday afternoon and my grandma, uh, my dad's mum, she had a season ticket at Bundle Park, the same seat in the pontoon for I think she must have had it for 40 50 years so I'll never forget sitting with my grandma and sitting with my dad you know watching watching Grimsby Town the black and whites and um just fell in love with it like just completely fell in love with the passion that you you could feel in the players and you know it sat in the pontoon behind behind our got behind behind uh the goal you know when 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 our players are coming up and taking a corner and everyone's like go on you know, screaming in and getting high fives from the players, and you know when when the keepers when when the away keepers they're taking their goal kick, <clears throat> and you were why are you shit, bastard? shit. yeah, you know, so you get all that, and it's like this is something that I'd never experienced before, and it become a weekend, it it become a, it become a weekly thing. Me and my dad used to go, you know, most weekends, and to be fair, it, it was it was the relationship that me and my dad built up from from going to Blundell Park and watching Grimsby Town was was so important for me and him growing up because as I touched base just uh, previous, we never really, we never spent any time together when I was a kid. You know, whether that was through any fault of mine or my mum's or my dad's, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter now. But if it wasn't, if it wasn't for them football games, you know, me, we used to, it was the only time, it was the first time we'd spent quality time together, me and my dad. And it was just the best feeling, like going to walking through through the pontoon on a on a Saturday afternoon, and every like my dad's quite. I never realised how many people my dad actually knows, like how popular he actually is, you know. And you're walking through, and everyone's like, "All right, I go, oh, yeah, you're all right, mate." And I'm stood there, and I'm thinking, "My dad's the fucking boy. <laughs> Look how many people he knows." And um, yeah, I guess it's kind of like, and I mean, even to this day, sort of ten, fifteen years later. We still go to the football every Saturday. 
And I guess it's like, if we didn't have that, I don't know what we would have done. I don't know how our relationship would have been like, because then that, that, we did that as a kid. So we sort of started that as 14, 15 years old, we started going. And then, and then I turned 18 and then it was like, right, well, come on then, Tom, I will go down to, we'll go down to my local and we'll put a bet on and we'll watch Jeff and the boys. And then that then, that then led into my dad coming out on the piss with me a lot and, you know, uh, spending a lot of time with my friends and, you know, he's been on holiday with me and my friends and stuff. He came to Magaluf with us in Ibiza. Um, so like me and my dad, like we're, we're, we're best mates. And it's like, if it wasn't for football, if it wasn't for Blundell Park, then I, I just, I genuinely don't know how we would have been. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess it's like it, 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 in that sense, football was one of the most important things for me because as a 14 year old, 14 year old kid who's just lost his mum, who was his best friend. It's like, I, I, mm. it, it was like the most, I, I remember I sat in my bedroom at my dad's, in my new house at my dad's for like four or five days. And I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do because I was, you know, I was living at a, living at a house with a man that I never really knew um, it, and with no friends. And it was kind of like, yeah, I guess football really, really saved me from that. So, yeah. So for you, carrying on with Grimsby Town, mm. who are your biggest rivals? Grimsby's biggest rivals. For my main years of supporting town, it was always Lincoln, I think, because um, we was in a similar sort of league. And I, I mean... You know, on 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 the map, technically we're closer to Scunny, Scunthorpe, but they was always leagues above. They was always a bit better in my time. But when we drew Scunny in a cup, oh, oh my God! I remember, yeah, we we drew him in the cup um, in the Johnson's paint, I think it was. Scunny away on a Tuesday night. Oh fucking hell! I think we beat him three one. <laughs> oh, I mean, I in the JPT, been, what dreams JPT, are made of, isn't it? Yeah, Glanford Park. I must have been. <laughs> 18, 19. So I was in the peak of like loving a booze up, you know, just being with the boys and just, just, I think when you're 18, 19, you're allowed to not give a fuck and scunny away on a Tuesday night. That was a perfect example. Um, so, I mean, we've got scunny, we've got Lincoln for us, you know, it, that was always a big one because we was in a similar league. You know, we spent a lot of time in the conference together. You done Scunny this this season away, didn't you? We did, yeah. So Scunny got relegated from League One, so they're in League Two. Um, so we, so yeah, we we we're in the same league now. They beat us at home, <clears throat> uh, but we beat them. So they got an away win. So they got the bit, the, but it was bittersweet when we sort of beat them away because we scored two and they only scored one. So did you go? Did you go? Yeah, I went to them both. Yeah, yeah. I met, I went above and beyond to get to that Scunny away game. I I was you know. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, I was not going to miss it. I mean, I pulled in a lot of favours to get tickets and things like that. So yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, it, it was a special day. I got, a, I got a, a parking ticket there. It cost me hundred quid or somewhere. But I just genuinely don't, didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, Karen had a parking ticket, and I was like, I don't, care. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. We'll yeah. just beat Scunny two nil. Um, <clears throat> so we spent a lot of time in the same league as Lincoln. You know, and and. To be fair to Lincoln, when we play them, they, they always had great support. Um, it was a great day out going to Lincoln to Sinsil Bank. But because it was so... I mean, Lincoln City is a great day out anyway. I, I love going to Lincoln. It's a beautiful city. Mm. But when, when Grimsby are playing them, it's so policed. 
and with me being you know quite uh, with me being recognizable amongst the, the football lads you know and I'm quite loud on social media and things like that and I'm passionate about Grimsby so if I went to Lincoln on a Saturday afternoon if we was playing them it probably wouldn't be the best of ideas one because when I've had a pint I just can't keep my gob shut anyway so God knows where that would that where that would end up <laughs> And because it's so well policed, it's like, you know, it, it would never be a problem. But um, so, yeah, since Hill Bank's always a good day out, you know, they always, they always make some noise when they came here. Um, but, you know, last a couple of years ago, was it under the, was it the Cowley brothers they had, wasn't it? Yeah, Danny Cowley. Yeah, so they, you know. That, That's when they went on that mad FA Cup run. They got to the quarters, didn't they? Yeah, and they deserved it, man. I think they did, there was no denying that, denying that they deserved to get promoted. And, you know, and it was nice to see him, well, it, it wasn't nice to see because I wish it was us. But you know, I'm, I'm a football fan, and I and I, I, I applaud good football, and I applaud a good team. And mm. that year, they was really, really good, and they was a class above, and they deserved to go up. So, you know, fair play to them. But it was ju- we was just so fortunate that when we came up, Scunny came down. So we've got that we we've got that big away day. But even like Notts County, Notts County was always a big day away for a big away day for us because um, that's not too far away. Uh, Mansfield's another one. Um, so you see, we've got quite a, we've got quite a few um, sort of local derbies. But um, I, yeah, I think if you ask any sort of passionate passionate Grimsby Town fan, um, I think I think Lincoln uh, Scunny would be the one at the minute. Yeah, I was at a Barnet Grimsby game at. The Hive at home uh, a couple of years ago, and the Grimsby fans were behind the goal, filled up every seat, and they had all these inflatables. And two lads got arrested for assaulting a Barnet steward with a shark. What's what's that shark? With, with that? Harry the Haddock. Harry Haddock. Yeah, yeah. I saw all that. That was amazing. Um, yeah, Grimsby Town fans are very loud on social media when something like that happens. Um, uh, yeah, so is, that, I, is Harry is Harry Haddock your mascot then? He's not a mascot, but he's, he's, he's affiliated with the club and has been for as long as I can remember and probably as long as my dad can remember. But yeah, Harry Haddock is this, uh, he's an inflatable fish you can buy him from the club shop. Uh, yeah, nice I mean, bit of plug, plug in there. Just a bit of plug in, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did have one at my dad's house for a long time, actually. I think I bought it, I bought it when I was a kid. I, was, I think I was planning on taking it on Soccer AM. I went on Soccer AM for the first time when I was a kid. And it was kind of like a rang him going, oh, I'm good on soccer aim, can I have a free T-shirt? So I must have only been 14, 15. It was like, yeah, of course you can come in and get one. And then I was like, oh, can I have one of them fish as well? So I think I was planning on taking that on soccer aim, which I never. Um, <laughs> did I take it? I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember the whole thing that went on. Um, and then there was on about, there was talks of them banning um, the inflatables from the game, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. But then I think the week after, everyone took them. There was so many of them because everyone was just like, oh, if you're banning them, if you're taking them away from them, we're fucking going out. We're going out, cry, like screaming about it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was good fun. But um, I think the steward made a meal of that, didn't he? I think so, yeah. You get, I mean, it's an, inflat- it's an inflatable shark. I mean, That's what happens when Northerners meet Southerners, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> too- I think he slapped, he slapped the steward round, steward round the face from behind. With the fish, and yeah, he's I just love it. <laughs> it is quite funny. It is quite funny. I mean, to be, I would have if I was that steward. I don't know. He must have been in a bad, bad mood because I'd just turn around and have a laugh of it. Do you know what I mean? If he turned around and like laughed with the Grimsby fans, it would have been a bit of banter. But, but I, I mean, think... at the end of the day, you've been smashed around the face with someone, and yeah, I mean, it, there's no. I don't think it would have hurt him, but 
I think when you've got rowdy people like that, you know, you sometimes get the stewards who just get, who aren't up for a laugh, and which is fair yeah. enough. You know, maybe you've got two thousand northerners behind the goal going, "Wee!" Like it's going to piss you them, off. Like there's some some of the ones. Did you see that? Um, all of the Grimsby Town fans chanting at that steward that looked like Harry Maguire. Did you see that? Oh my god, is that Grimsby? Yeah, that was Grimsby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where it was. Um, for, I, I mean. People, people always say, oh, football fans are yobbos. It's like, I mean, fucking A for creativity when it comes to some yeah. of the songs. Some of the chants that, that cut that, I mean, they're just amazing. Sometimes, you know, because it, 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 I, I, I sort of, I don't sit in the pontoon anymore because my eyesight's so bad. I sit in the main stand now, so I sit at the side so I can see it all. Um, and sometimes you hear, you hear one of the songs that you've not heard and you're like, it's just amazing. Some of the, like, who's coming up with these things? It's fucking brilliant. We piss on your fish is one we they sing, isn't it? Piss on your fish is a great. I mean, that's a classic. That's what that's it's, that's. I remember when I first heard that in Blundell Park, and I was fucking bending. Yeah, that's a brilliant one. Um, <laughs> we've got we only sing when we're fishing. Um, oh, what was it? A, a, a personal favourite of mine was we had a player called Adrian Forbes. I don't know where else he played. I can't, I can't remember if he went on to anywhere. But you know, he, he often used to have. Um, all of the pontoons singing, Adrian Forbes, he's got a big knob, he's got a big knob. And I don't know, I just, I, I loved it. When you were a kid, just hearing things yeah. like that. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, some of them are, some of them are brilliant. And you know what I found as well is like, when you play, when you're in the lower leagues, when the players are warming up, I love that they get involved with the fans as well. Like, mm. they sort of have a bit of fun and, yeah, I mean, you you won't you won't see Ronaldo laughing at stuff like that, would you? Nah, you know, getting exactly. involved whilst he's warming up, and um, I guess you know that the, the passion that that the, the, it, that's in the lower leagues is. Um, oh, mm. I fucking it's miss it, man. I know, mate. Just want to go down a pub with a pint and just be like excited to go to an oh, away game. I mean, so much. So a lot of fans, well, especially if you support teams who are in the lower leagues don't really get to ever go to Wembley, but you got to go to Wembley two years on the bounce. How was that? How was the promotion? How was getting promoted at Wembley? I mean, if you said to me at the beginning of the season, would you rather win the league or know that you're going to go up via playoffs? I think most fans would say, well, I'll take a day out at Wembley. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it's a great place to win. Um, but as soon as we scored, when we scored the third goal in the 95th minute, Nathan Arnold, who then went on to play to Lincoln. Scumbag! Um, when he scored that third goal, it was like... No, no, it was just... It was mental for five minutes. Like, for five straight minutes, everyone's fucking grabbing each other, going, what the fuck? But then everyone just stood there, like... what? Like it, we, were, we were actually back in the Football League, and it's there for, for you know, for, for probably... 30, 40% of the fans that was there. It's the first time they've ever seen Town win anything. It was certainly the first time I'd ever seen them lift a trophy. Mm-hmm. And for it to be back in the Football League with <clears throat> all of my friends was there. All we, there was loads of us. I think, there was about, I think there was about 20 of us that went on a coach, you know, including my oh. dad. And, and it, was, it was mental. I bet you had a massive piss up on the way back. Oh, no. No, no, no. It was the opposite. Everyone had peaked. Everyone really? peaked, so everyone was fought, knackered, yeah. Everyone was so <laughs> spangled. It was kind of like, 
no one really knew what was happening. Everyone was just <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was a weird atmosphere on the bus home, actually, because everyone, everyone got carried away. Everyone got very, very carried away. So it was, it was a weird atmosphere on the way. It was kind of like if someone had pulled us over, they wouldn't have known that we've just been promoted. But in the ground, um, like a half time, it's just like, <laughs> you know, you've got all these northerners moaning about paying five quid, six quid for a pint. And as soon as they get it, it's going, fuck off in the air anyway. So you, you queue up for 20 minutes to get a pint at Wembley. You pay six quid for it and then fuck, someone knocks it out your hand anyway. It's like, <laughs> but you just, I, the, the, it's just, I think on any other day, if I come up to you in the pub in, in a Witherspoon on a, on a Friday afternoon and knocked your pint out your hand, you'd be like, what, what the fuck, mate? But mm. because you're at Wembley and everyone's bouncing around, you're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these these are all the times that I'm glad that I got when I was a kid because I think if now I'm, I'm probably lying here, I was about to say that if we went to Wembley this next season for promotion, I'd like to say that I've grown up a little bit and I might not get as carried away. I think I probably would. Yeah, I think I'd um, everything just goes out the window. Everything. I'm just like yeah. I'm not bothered. I just don't care. I'm I'm having it here, um, but. On the flip side, I've been at Wembley when we've lost, when we played Bristol in the playoff. Um, is it Bristol we played in the playoff? It was Bristol. We yeah, played I think playoff. you lost yeah. on penalties, didn't you? Yeah, we lost on penalties, yeah. Because they bought Steve Mildenhall on, who, who's our ex-goalkeeper, for the penalties. And, yeah, and we lost. And you know what? It's like, Wembley, Wembley's a great place to go and win and have a good day out. But when you lose, it's it's genuinely heartbreaking. It's like, yeah, it's there's somewhat, there's somewhat about the place. Whether it be, whether it be you, you're so devastated because you, you you know you've had a chance to go back back up to the football league and you've and you haven't you know taken it, or whether it be because it's Wembley. But um, yeah, I mean it's mm. yeah we're we're very fortunate in that sense to to be able to to be able to say that we've been to Wembley and you know some of the boys so, some of the days out that me and the boys have had there it's been memories that will go down in history you know we'll all be in the care rooms getting our asses wiped and we'll go fucking oh remember when Nathan Arnold scored that goal at Wembley yeah that's what it'll be so from Wembley back to Blundell Park you've actually played on the turf haven't you yeah a couple of times yeah what was that for so I played the first time I played is um, I did uh, I used to work for the club so I used to do uh, my coaching badges for football in the community so we used to go around to schools um, and teach young kids uh, you know just like little training drills and things like that so that was great fun so we had a game on there th- through that um, we've had a charity game on there uh, Jack Whitehall actually played in that game so we had Jack Whitehall running around Blundell Park um, <laughs> so that was good fun but the third time was. Um, Craig Disley, um, who was our captain at the time, uh, at the time of promotion, actually, he was our captain when we uh, when we when we got back up to the football league. So, as you can imagine, for someone like me and for a lot of people around the town, he's our he's our ginger perlo. He's our like, he's he's our our god. He was god that day that we got mm-hmm. promoted, and he's he's always, he did a lot around for the community. He had a lot of love for the club, um, uh, and he had a lot of respect in the town. And he's a good friend of mine, and um, which is weird to say, because it's like <clears throat> I'm such a big town fan. And then when, like I say to my dad, I'll be sat with my dad in a pub, and then it'll ping up Craig Disley's text, and I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, and, and it's something that I still never, I, I still never sort of come to terms with. 
that yeah. I know a lot of the players, you know, because we've done, I do, I do, I do a lot for the club and, you know, I've, I, I, you know, a lot of charity events and things like that. So I get to know them through that, which is weird because I'm such a big town fan. It's, it's a strange thing. But Craig actually messaged me. Uh, so he was retiring. Um, so his testimonial was coming up, which me and my dad had planned it. We was going to go to anyway. Um, and he said, are you busy on Tuesday night? And I was like, no, I think I'm going to be coming to the game. I'll be coming to the game with my dad. And he was like, oh, I want you to play. And I was like, what? It's like, what? I, like it's all, I thought it was all like legends and ex-pros. Like for your testimonial, he was like, no, I, I want you to play if, if you're not busy. And I was like, of, yeah, obviously, yeah, I, I 100% will play. Yeah. Um, and I expected not even to get onto the field, but... You know, I I um I got to, I I got my T-shirt, which was Turgis number eight. But I remember walking into the players' entrance of the of Blundell Park and seeing Padre Gamond and seeing Omar Bogle, which obviously went on to to play like Premier League football. Did he? Yeah, I think Omar was... Bogle go up to the Prem, or was it Cardiff? I think wasn't it. Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, and, and Wigan. Can, uh, yeah. I think he might be Championship Premier League, but but anyway, so we had him, we had Sean Person, you know, we had all these amazing players who me and my dad have grown up, well, I, I've grown up with my dad watching week in, week out. And then, you know, you've got Bogle, Padre Gamon, this is all the t-shirts, and then Turgus, and I was like, what is, you know, I'm turning around and I can see Bogle's fucking schlong hanging out because he's getting changed next to me. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this is something that I never thought that I would, I would ever ever witness. So yeah, I mean that that for me. And then I and I, I was sat on the bench. I was on the bench. Obviously, I got up. I started on the on the bench. So, which for me, I was just like, you know, I could fucking sit here for days, man. I don't care. So I mm. sat there and I'm listening to the boys, and they're all, you know, all the footy chat about what they've all been doing, and and I'm thinking, is this what the, the, this this is what it feels like to be a football player. I mean, I've, I've done it. And this is it. And then, um, and then the gaffer turned around and said, oh, you're going on. And I was like, oh, what? So I, I was warming up on the side. And I think a lot of people was obviously rightly so was confused why I was there. And I was, I was confused. I was like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like a fucking fraud here. But um, <laughs> I got on and uh, the ball comes to me on the right hand side and I ran with it. And this happened a couple of times, actually. Like, I actually played very decent. And a lot of the players even come up to me were saying, and people in the street as well were saying, like, I can't believe how well you actually, like, I actually, I, 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 was, I didn't look like I was out of my comfort zone. And I put a few balls in and, you know, a few decent crosses and, you know, tracked some good runs. And yeah, man, I, I, it was, uh, yeah, I felt like a football player for the night. It was, it was strange. I'm jealous, mate. It's, it sounds yeah. like one of them moments you just treasure. And I, it's, it sometimes bothers me. I sometimes get genuinely upset that I will never know what it feels like to score in front of a like, crowd, even if it's like 6,000 or something. Because yeah, so- like, when you said about Sunday League at the start, when, when I used to like, when I play football on a, on a Saturday or Sunday and there's like three people watching yeah. on the, in, in, the middle of, in the middle of a park, I go nuts if I score. Like it's the well, best scoring feeling, a goal right? is a good feeling, mate. Even if you do it on fucking yeah. five side, scoring a goal is a good feeling. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says, but um, yeah, man, it's uh, but it's all good when you get when you get given the opportunity because I I play for a charity football team um, for a, I hate the word but a celeb footy team and you know we we we've 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 played Sheffield United we played Anfield um, so we've had a we've had big crowds in front of us but I've also missed penalties in front of these big crowds. 
I missed a penalty at Sheffield United on my debut game. For, for at Bramall Lane? Yeah, at Bramall Lane. I missed a penalty oh on my, my debut God. for the club. Honestly, it was probably the single most embarrassing thing I've, I've ever I've felt in my life. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I've fucked it, mate. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Just going back to Grimsby, I, I had a look earlier. You've had 10 managers in the last 10 years, so sort of averaging, wow. averaging one manager a year. Wow, I never knew it was that many. I knew um, it was a lot. Yeah. Is that including Paul um, and Rob Scott who came together, though? We had Paul Hurst and Rob Scott. Technically, it's now. That's still yeah. a lot. Sorry to pick your stats apart there, but... No, that's all right, mate. You're grim. I'll go with you. You're, you're the town <laughs> fan. You're the town fan. Do you just want to take over? Yeah, you if you want, start, mate. I'll yeah, just yeah. start asking yourself questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's obviously a, a mental stat. Nine managers in 10 years. Is Holloway the man to now get that stability within the club and move the club forward? Do you know what? Being down in the conference for any team, you know this, is tough. And when you're not getting the results, I think most teams have struggled down in the conference. Um, when you're not getting the results, that, like the fans expect, particularly when you're a big club. You know, Barnet, are a, they're a huge club. You've got Notts County that are down there at the minute. They're a huge club. But when you get teams like Notts County and Grimsby and, and Barnet that go down to the conference, the fans expect... The fans expect you to go down there and fucking win every... You, you know, you, you're playing against... It, you're so used to being in the league, you think, right, we're going down to the conference. The, the fucking it's shit league. You know, you should be winning every week. You know, you go down, you go down, and we need to be back up next year. And it's not that is not the case for the conference. Mm. You know, it's it's very rare that teams go down and come straight back up. The the conference is a tough league to get out of. Um, and I think the the pressure that managers feel when you've got you know all these all these passionate Grimsby Town fans who are watching their team lose against Solihull on a Tuesday night. I mean, it's, it's tough for fans. And, they, and they, they cane the managers and they cane the players. So, and, and the chairman of our club, John Fenty, he gets a lot of stick. Um, you know, a lot of fans want him out uh, because of various reasons that I won't go into because I don't, I don't understand it. And I don't, you know, I, I've got my own views on that. And it, that, that's that. And yeah. But... Um, I think I think it's just the pressure from the the fans and the pressure from from the players as well. You've got a lot of players who are Grimsby boys who are fans of Grimsby, and you can tell that they're the Grimsby lads. You know, you've got young players like Max Wright and Harry Clifton who play for us now. They they they're different to the players that have come in, mm. and you can tell that in the way that they play. Um, so I think it's the pressure from the fans and the players and um, and from the local Telegraph and things like that. Um, just not getting the results that, that they're expected to get. But, you know, it's, it's kind of harsh that a lot of them got let go. And particularly with Paul Hurst, who, who, who was our manager who got us um, promoted. That was very strange, that, because he got us promoted and he got us a great club and he had, he had the town behind him, sort of. I think if it had stayed, you know, and, and did well for another year at Grimsby in, in the league and not in the conference... I think he could have gone down as you know one one of the best for us in in mm. previous in 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 current times. Um, but you know he left. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like I think it's just the pressures that you get when you're not winning every week. Mm. Town fans can be very fickle, and they can be and they can be very noisy, and they're honest. You know, if things aren't going the way that they want them to go, you know that they'll lean over the dugout and they'll call you a 
you know, every name under the sun and they'll tell you what they think, which is, the, I guess that's the passion, but sometimes it's like, sometimes you sit there and you listen to what some of the people are saying in the stands and you're like, fuck it, hell, mate. Like, give them a chance here. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, you can't, you can't be expected to win every game. We're not fucking mm. Juventus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Holloway, Holloway, I mean, Holloway's been there and done it, hasn't he, really? Um, Holloway effect. Yeah. Yeah. He has had an effect on the whole town, not just in football. He's a character. Yeah. And he's got, he's got this sort of like, he's got such a huge presence that when he's walking around town, and he's, a, he, you know, he's, he's been at the top and young kids who know who he is, who might not necessarily know, who have never been to a Grimsby Town game. Mm. You know, he's bringing, he's bringing in a different, He's bringing in a different crowd, um, and what he's doing with the with the with the kids in the community, you know, he's personally going into the uh, um, to the the schools on a weekend uh, of a week, you know, and he's giving out hundreds of tickets to the young kids who have never had the opportunity to come to go to Blundell Park because, mm. you know, I never had the opportunity when I was a kid because it, it was expensive, and it still is expensive. I think it's one of the more expensive in the league to go to to Grimsby. What is it twenty quid? 20, 23 quid, I think it is. Um, that's for an adult. I guess it's sort of 14, 12, 13, 14 quid for a kid, which is a lot of money, you know. And a lot of kids in the community, they, you know, they can't afford to go. And it's a shame. And Holloway, what he's done is he's, he's sort of got that. He's just turning around and going, well, if they're not being used, these chairs, we may as well take them to the kids in the schools. You know, we may as well give the mm. kids the opportunities to, to come to Blundell Park. And then that way, these kids like me, will come to the games and they'll fall in love with the club. This is the dream. So they'll fall in love with the club and they will try the hardest to, to you know, to, to come most games and then they'll have kids and then they'll then be brought up as town fans like my kids will. And then hopefully in years to come, you know, we'll, we'll have a bigger support because the next gen, I think Ian Holloway's really thinking about the bigger picture. He's not thinking about the game on Saturday. He's thinking about where he wants the club to be in four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, 15 years. That's, that, that mm. I think about the bigger picture, um, which is more than any manager's sort of done for us, really. I think he cares a lot about the community. He's up, you know, he's up sticks and moved from, from where was he living? Bristol, Wales? Yeah, he's round from around West Country, way, isn't he? Yeah. So he's up sticks and he's bought his family here and he lives in Grimsby, um, which is a big commitment. Um, and he loves the place. Like he, you know, he can't get enough of the place, and he loves the people. So, you know, I, I think it's, um, I think it's a major thing, not only for, 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 for our generation and for the football club, but for the town. I think he's, I think mm. he's sort of, he's brought a new sense of belief and respect to the town, and respect between each other, and and passion for people believing in the town, and not just thinking. Oh yeah, I'm from Grimsby. It's a shithole. It's like it's it's our shithole. That's what it that that's what people need to 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 remember. Is everything here is ours and, and it belongs to us, and we should be proud of it. And and I think that's exactly what Holloway's doing. You know what I mean? Hmm. From one manager to another, you've been likened to Gary Monk from the Daily Mirror, or is it the Daily Star? One of them. Yeah, there's a few of them that do it. Yeah. Was that was that a genuine mistake or? No, well I don't know. You fucking never know with them idiots that run them papers. Because you you were on you 
I mean, it was a it was a full on article. Gary Monk's been sat from Birmingham, and then there's a picture of you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Um, I think someone because when I've got my ear up in my quiff, I guess I can. Well, I guess from from here down, I might look like Gary Monk. But yeah, when a, I've done my a hair, little bit. I've just got the same haircut. I mean, I don't. Yeah, but I don't, I don't understand how you can get because it's they would have had to have the person who's published that would have had to have gone on to Google and Google searched for Gary Monk. Yeah. No, do I come up when you put Gary Monk? I fucking hope not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's kind of one of them. It's 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 all good fun in it, and and I guess that's what that you know. I, I think with 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 footy with footy fans is there's a massive banter element, particularly on social media, and it's all good fun, you know. And all you know, all publicity is good publicity. So um, that you know, I get him. I get Jordan Pickford's another one. I th- I think I must be the most doppelgangery actor out there there's so many so many people say that i look like so many people and it's like anyone that's ugly anyone that's oh it looks like that fucking kid from this is england doesn't it um, <laughs> the gary mong one is brilliant though because I'll, I'll put a link for anyone who's not seen it I'll, I'll put it in the link in the description or something the photo i don't know what the photo where it's from that photo of you but it looks <laughs> you look so upset <laughs> it looks like you actually have had i've got the tic tac yeah, it's like you're just standing there and it's like you're sort of just looking down the lens sort of in despair and it looks, it could be Gary Monk after getting sacked. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a job there in future. Maybe there is. Yeah. Um, whether it be playing Pickford or whether it be playing Gary Monk. But the, the, I think there is something there maybe. Yeah. So my listeners will know the drill by now. At the end of each episode, I'm asking everyone who they would play in a film any footballer, past or present, about their life on the big screens? Who are you playing and why? Take everything into account. Taking everything into account. I mean, I'd love to play Craig Disley. You know, we're both, both got ginger hair. Similar height. I don't know how well that would do in the cinemas. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking for career, for my career, it would be better to be, you know, like a, be, someone's be like an England player or... I, I I mean I, I I think someone someone who's had a good Pickford would be the obvious choice because we sort of look like each other. Can't yeah, good do, casting. Yeah, it would be that would be good cast good good casting. But I mean, I'd love to play someone who's who's got a story to tell, who's passionate. Um, Gaza, Gaza would be oh, a good one. Unbelievable! That would be yeah. an amazing film. Gaza would be a good one because of the passion and the life that he lives. Because nowadays, footballers are very much, particularly at, at a higher level, they are they're athletes bef- you know, before the footballers. They are in such good shape and their bodies are like temples, really, aren't they? They're, the body, the, the, a modern-day footballer's body is their office and that's how it is perceived nowadays. Whereas back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, you'd have Gaza out on the piss, you know, until three in the morning ready and then up to play a game the day after so that would be fun I guess um, you know like a Vinnie Jones Vinnie Jones would be mm. a good one yeah someone like that I think yeah I think that would be a good good story to tell have you spe- Have you been watching Harry's Heroes oh my god mate I watched it all in a day brilliant isn't it so oh so good because it tackles so much more than you think it will as well like with the mental health side mm. of things and it's just, I think, I think there's such a good, great. That made me really want to be a footballer. That, that yeah, made me, when they're all out on the piss. 
that made me that made me think. Oh, I just want to be best mates with David Seaman. I just want to be. I, he's such a lovely bloke, isn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, really I, what, what, what did you think of the um, Merson and Ruddock bust up? I think Ruddock's a bit of a tit. He's got to sort himself out, hasn't he? I mean, I've played with him a couple of times, and you know, he's a nice enough guy. But I, I, I get. <sighs> Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I think, yeah, he's, he's fucking selfish. And again, like, I, I, I think the, the, and I think they touch base on it as well. Is that, you know, they're only saying it because they care about him. But I guess that's, you know, that I guess that's when, it, you know, if you've got a problem with alcohol, it's, no matter who says it to you, you just, it, it's beyond your control to listen. Um, mm. And when Mercy's saying, you know, this was me nine months ago, listen, da, 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 da. I just hope that he does because for any man, you know, he's got kids and he's got a wife and I, I just think he needs to, uh, I think he needs to sort himself out. But I, what, when I said he's a tit, I didn't mean because of that. I meant because of when he, he didn't tell him that he couldn't play until he was already there, until he'd got the free trip. So he'd got on the free trip and then he got there to France and he was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm here now, but uh, I can't play. So, but I'll, I'll have a bit of time on TV and I'll have a free trip. Just think, fucking hell, man. Someone else could have taken that who could have actually helped. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think he's just, um, he's too much for me. And I thought that when I played with him. But I mean, he's not, yeah, nothing against the guy. I think he'd be like that even if he wasn't a footballer. I think sometimes mm. he's just very like loud and um, yeah. Yeah, he's, I, I, I wouldn't want to go for a pint with him. My mates are taking a piss out of me because I... I almost cried when um, John Barnes gave Paul Merson the captain's armband. Oh, in, uh, the line. it was so emotional for me. I don't know why. I just, I thought, I just, I, I've got a real soft spot for Merson. I think he's quality, and obviously everything he's been through as well. And he's come out the other end of it, and he's still got it. He's still got the. He's still a bit of a baller as well. Still a bit of a player, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? It takes a. It takes a big man to to admit to what he admitted to, and on the first series as well. Like for a man. For a man of his, he's a footballer, man, and he, he you know, and, he, and he's an old school footballer, and you wasn't allowed to show your emotions. You know what I mean? What there was on about bringing Gazza off for crying, and it's mm. like footballer wasn't allowed to show their emotions and be honest, and he, he he's just he, he's gone against that, and and he's got this platform on ITV to to tell people that anybody can struggle, anybody can have these issues, and you know, and for for the whole world. You know he's opened he's opened the gates there for 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 the whole world to take it how they want whether it be the, whether they want to take the piss out of him because you know as well as I do that there is people out there who see the vulnerabilities in people and want to take the piss out of it and particularly on social media Twitter's the main the worst one for it but which you know it, it takes a lot for a man to do that and and to see it nine nine months later a year later and to see the progress that he's made. It's it's just fucking beautiful, and mm. yeah, it takes takes a big man to 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 openly admit to what you know the struggles that he's having, and you know I think he's he's, he's done a really brave thing there, and I think he'll help a lot of people. I, I genuinely do think in, I in and and with um, Lee Henderson, is it Liam Anderson, Lee Lee uh, Lee Hendry, Lee Hendry, sorry, yeah, with Lee Hendry and Vinnie Jones. I mean, Vinnie fucking Jones is one of the hardest men you'll ever meet, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But you know, he openly says that he, you know, he struggles and things like that. So I, I think it's, I, I think they've done, I think they've done a great thing there. It's not just a show about football; it was a show about showing that men of any, any, any walks of life can struggle. Um, 
and I, and I think they've they've done great there. I think that, it takes a big man to to sit and admit that on telly. So fair play to him. And we saw Harry Redknapp go down a bobsleigh. So what more oh, do you that want? That was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I want a Harry Redknapp to be my granddad, man. Honestly. Yeah, he's quality. Yeah. He's, um, I mean, even like, I think it's because of I'm a celebrity, but Charlotte's like, Charlotte loves him as well. He's just like, and the way he is with Sandra and, you know, I think he's, uh, he's, he's just an icon. He's just someone you look at and go, do you know what? Like, I, I, I want that. And, and I, you know, I'm very fortunate in, in the sense that me and Charlotte have been together a long time, been through our shit. But now it's like, it's nice because I, I, you know, I worship Charlotte as well. And it's kind of, it's nice to see. I, I, I do love it. And it's nice to see that even at their age, they're still so in love as well. Would you go in the jungle? Nah. I nah. fancy it. No, I don't fancy it because, uh, you know, uh, again, like I've just said, like, it's, imagine if I went in it with Razor, we're, uh, like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm making this sound like I've got a problem with Razor and I haven't. He's a nice guy <laughs> and he's, he's fine. But when, if I got put in there with these louder than life people, because I'm quite chilled. Um, if I got put in there with these louder than life people, I, I don't think I can stop myself saying voice in my opinion i think mm. and i think you know if, if i got put in there with and not not I'm trying not to single people out but you know like joey essex the you know these over the top essex boys which you know if that's what you want to do that's fine but i think sometimes and when i'm hungry as well when i'm hungry i think i'm dying when i, and I <laughs> it's like if i haven't eaten for a couple of hours I'm, i feel like i'm a bit wasting away and it's it's such a fucking pathetic thing to say, but I, I yeah I go dizzy and I, I can't <laughs> breathe. I'm like oh fuck I ain't eating for an hour, and I think if I'm not eating right and nah and I'm I and I and and the snoring as well I won't be able to put up with the snoring. Imagine I bet Razor snores like fuck. Uh, <laughs> you on to Razor again? <laughs> I'm going. I'm coming for him. Um, <laughs> And f- I like I, I I don't know just things like I fart all the I'm fart I fart a lot. It'd be good probably because of all the food that I eat, but I think it, I'm on telly, so have I got to hold him in all the time? What, what's the crack? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I really hope Razor doesn't listen to this because you're going to end up having it off soon. Yeah, he doesn't scare me. He's an old man now, isn't he? Maybe <laughs> back in the day. But um, yeah, yeah. No, again, I haven't got a problem with Razor, but um, I think it's just that um, it's that larger than life uh, character, isn't it? But yeah, the, the reason I said again, just just say again, the reason I thought it was a tip because I think he could have turned around and said, oh, I'm not very well. I think he'd taken a spot on that trip for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Just he wanted to be on telly or be with the boys. To be right? fair, we probably would have done the same. Free holiday, innit? It's a free holiday. Do you know what? You're fucking right. He's not a tip. Fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. it's a free holiday, yeah. Good on you, Razor. Done it for the boys, mate. Top man. You've turned that round for me. Cheers, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, mate, thank you very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Oh, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. It's nice because um, because I host my own podcast. Overrated everything, by the way. Um, Because I host my own podcast, it's kind of nice to be be in a passenger seat and and for someone else to be taking taking control of it and, and just having a different chat, man. It's like, I think this might be one of the only chats I've had for a very long time where the question... Is there going to be another This Is England or how did you get into it? And da, da, da. So it's kind of nice to have um, it's nice to have a different chat, mate. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Thank you. <laughs>